Hello and welcome to the Building Better Futures podcast with Ambition. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Marguerite Clooney and Olivia Kelly, Ambition's dedicated contract recruiters within the legal sector. Now, Marguerite's worked at Ambition for nearly 15 years and specialises in BD and marketing recruitment within legal. And Olivia specialises in interim and contract finance recruiting within the legal sector and has been with Ambition for seven years. With a staggering 1,200 temp and contract placements under their belt between them and the only truly dedicated contract recruiters within their field, there should be no two better people to tell us about what they're seeing within the contract market. Olivia, hello, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not bad at all. And Marguerite, how are you? Hey, good, thank you, Ben. All good. Marvellous. Okay, now normally... I'd be the one asking the questions. But in this case, uh, I'm going to sit back and relax and let you two chat because, let's face it, you should know far more about this subject than I do. Do you? Let me just check. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just double check that. <laughs> However, I will start things off for you. Um, Olivia, throw to you first. Tell me, what is the difference? Well, tell everyone. What's the difference between temp and contracts? Yeah, we actually get this question quite a lot, don't we, Margs? And I think yes, yeah. A lot of people don't necessarily know what the difference is between mm. sort of contract and temp recruitment. I guess mm. contract recruitment, if you're in a fixed term contract and you might see the term FTC on job adverts and that sort of thing, it just means a contract for a fixed amount of time. Um, and that would usually mean that you're employed by the firm that you work on behalf of you're paid monthly, you're applicable for all the benefits, some of which may be pro-rated, um, and you're, you're paid on a salary basis. Um, but the difference is it's just for a fixed period of time. So that's the main thing with, with contracting. And temp's a bit different, isn't it, Marks? Yeah, temp. Um, so basically, temp is often, um, well, we, we would actually be payrolling you, Ambition as an agency, and you would get paid on either an hourly or a daily basis. And good news to a lot of candidates is you get paid weekly. So um, quite nice to get paid sort of every Friday into your bank account. Um, and you do get um, a sort of a, a rolled-in holiday pay. Um, with that as well um, so yeah it works differently to, to the contract side but gives a really good flexible option and often only means that you know you have to give sort of a few days or sort of up to a week just out of courtesy in terms of notice when you do then find a, a longer term job so they're, they're kind of the key differences really lives aren't they in that regard yeah. And I guess with interim as well, it tends to be for shorter periods as well. Mm. So it could mean that, yes. say, someone's on sick leave or on long-term holiday, whatever it might be, and they need someone to go in and plug in a gap for maybe a shorter period, that's when firms will tend to do more interim temp um, hires, whereas fixed-term contract tends to be, I don't know about you, Marks, but I don't tend to get anything less than six months on an FTC within finance anything sort of six months to 12 months usually isn't it yeah pretty much they tend to be the typical length um and then obviously the more popular option is maternity covers as well isn't it so yeah we see quite a few of those yeah Yeah. so Miles I was keen Mm. to just get your opinion on this because obviously you've been with ambition for for 15 years you you trump me with even my seven years (laughs) And I know you've gone through a bit of a downturn before in terms of obviously working within the space. So I'm also keen to hear from you. How busy do you think we're going to be with Mm. contracts and interim roles that will be coming onto our markets? 
well, to be honest, Liz, if it's anything like before, um, which I think it's very much the case, it's, it's you know, what we call an uncertain period. And I think on a positive note for you and I, I, I actually think we're going to be really busy. Um, right. And I think the reason for that, um, you know, is that we have a lot of clients that, you know, at the moment they don't want to commit to something longer term. Um, for a number of reasons, really. Interim does give them greater flexibility. Um, I think it also helps them when they're in transition with their teams and trying to work out what their longer term plans are. And of course, they don't know that at the moment, do they? So mm-hmm. for them, it gives that nice, fluid, flexible option. Um, I think the other thing our clients say to us is that they can get sort of much quicker sign off internally with the partners and key stakeholders um, for yeah. these interim roles. Um, and so there's less risk for them as well. And I think that and that you know, this moment in time is really quite important. So um, typically then as well with the candidates, I think they can just parachute in, they fill an urgent skills gap. Um, and I think, you know, we see the contractors um, to that end often come with that sort of great experience and expertise of having that adaptability to just come in and be able to hit the ground running yeah. um, on certain projects and clients, you know, they need that. Um, someone just to come in, just, you know, sort of be able to pick it up, crack on with it. Um, so yeah, it gives them a really nice option. And of course they can always convert them into longer term contracts or permanent um, employees if, and as and when, you know, the market improves or they get a firmer idea of where they're going with their team. So um, all in all lives, I think you and I are going to be get very busy over this forthcoming period. Great, that's music to my ears. So, Libs, I mean, an interesting question at the moment is sort of the market conditions um, around recruiting for contract roles, and how are you finding that? Um, I think there's a an assumption, let's say, that mm. there's going to be more people on the market now because of what's going on compared to maybe what there has been, and that's not true it's actually quite the opposite and most of our clients in the legal sector they have retained everyone um yeah so what I've tended to find is for the roles I've had come on that have been contract roles during this period the people that I've got that are available or would consider it are the people that are immediately available historically for good Mm -hmm. opportunities in maybe a bigger organisation or a bit of a step up, people would leave permanent roles for contract position. Um, But obviously, given some market uncertainty, people aren't willing to take that risk at the moment, and it's completely Mm -hmm. understandable. But that does then mean that we're far more limited in the pool of people that could be available for these contract roles. So I just think it's super important to be as open-minded. If you're recruiting, look at, I guess, what your key criteria is and what are the things that are negotiable and which ones Mm. aren't negotiable in terms of skill set or whatever you might need for your role. Although a lot of people think we've got the luxury of having more people on the market, we don't actually. It's the opposite. Um, Contract roles are always harder to recruit for. We all know that. Um, and this period has made it even tougher, unfortunately. But there's still some amazing people out there that are yes. available through different circumstances that can come in and hit the ground running, especially if they're career contractors, as you mentioned earlier, Mark. Yeah. They can just parachute in. They know how they know how to come in and just hit the ground running. They understand how to adapt to different environments, ways of working, working with yes. different people. So um, so there's there's still lots of wonderful options for for, for people who are hiring, it's just there's I would just urge people to be as flexible as possible and understand truly what's their negotiables and what they yeah. can't what they can't live without in terms of a skill set, let's say. Yeah. 
I think that's a really, really good point. Really valid. End of the day, you're not to be holding out for this perfect sort of perm type candidate, if you like. It's for a limited period. Mm. And just to be very mindful, like you say, and be, be flexible, um, you know, in these circumstances. Exactly. And there's so many advantages as well from an individual perspective in terms of taking on contract roles, isn't there, Marg? Mm. I know you've um, oh, yeah. experienced some some pushback as well recently in terms of, um, going for contract roles so I guess yeah what's your thoughts I know I've got my thoughts on what's beneficial but what's your what's your take on it yeah I mean I think you know as, as you just rightly said there I had a sort of a candidate recently who to be fair hadn't really contracted before I'm slightly concerned and worried about sort of stepping into that space and um, I think you know there's given the current shortcomings in the market it's a fantastic option you know it's not only about bridging a gap it's you know what they you know candidates can get from it um so they can gain new skills you know they can work, be working across a new practice area new service lines you know picking up new systems and that's invaluable isn't it for future roles um and you know to add to their cv um and on that cv note as well it's going to give them something current something relevant you know keeping their skills fresh and maintained and i think you know they can also then come away can't they lives with you know some impressive current achievements that they can use you know in for their forthcoming interviews and, and, exactly. and highlight um and you know i suppose the other key points are increasing their network you know the professional network and their contact base and you know that can only you know, be for the best where they can get some good testimonials moving forward. Um, and then I suppose the other thing, an absolutely key um, aspect is is the fact that they can actually convert to permanent, can't they? And or longer term roles. And would you say you see quite a significant percentage there, lives in that regard? Definitely. I'd say more often than not, mm. um, people will stay either for longer periods than what the initial contract was due to be for, because if they, if they, if they fulfilled the full extent of it and they're doing a really good job, firms yeah. are going to lose them. Um, or if not, they're made permanent because a lot can change in, let's say you go in and do a 12 month fixed term contract. A lot can change in a business. Within yes. so yeah. Yeah. Especially at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so no, I think it definitely happens more often than not. And to be honest with yes. you, the amount of times I see, contracts end early it's usually that's then been dictated by the individual I yeah. actually could count on one hand out of all those placements we've made over our over our time yeah I could count yeah. on one hand the amount of times the contract's been cut short it's yeah. so so Same. not I common agree with that. I do think as well Marks. I mean yeah law firms will never ever look bad on your CV um no. they just won't it's such a prestigious industry and who who wouldn't yeah. want to work for an international law firm which is the basis of our clients it's usually the top 100 that we work with isn't it so absolutely bad on your cv ever yeah absolutely so it can springboard a candidate can't it into their sort of you know dream role or their ideal role further down the line can really add weight to that application and um yeah agree absolutely in agreement with you the percentage of contractors that I've had convert, um, you know, and there's been so many good success stories in that regard, which, you know, I'm really proud of. And, um, you know, candidates I know are really grateful for and clients. So really nice, positive ending and silver lining. Thanks so much for that, uh, Marguerite and Olivia. Or as I've learned, I should be calling you Margs and Livs, shouldn't I? I feel like I've I've got to know you that little bit that little bit better now. It makes me feel it makes me feel a fool for being so formal right at the beginning. Anyway, uh, like I say, it was an absolute pleasure. All I had to do, to be honest, was sit at my desk and listen and learn. Uh, 
which is probably what a lot of people who subscribe and download this podcast are doing themselves. Um, so do feel free to let us know how you do listen to the Building Better Futures podcast. And also don't hesitate to get in touch with us via ambition.co.uk. Uh, so first of all then, it's goodbye from Margs. Yes, goodbye and thank you very much for listening. And goodbye from Livs. Thank you everyone for listening. And goodbye from me.